Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, we're just a few days away from the 2022 NFL Draft. We're continuing our ranking series with linebackers. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Tuesday edition of the show. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. You can find the podcast on all platforms, video form as well on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also got exclusive video content up until the draft and all throughout it. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Gino and I are going live at 6.30, one hour before the draft, and we'll carry you all the way through the first round. We have also have our live lockdown show in our Dallas studios. We'll be doing some Fox 43 appearances and articles as well. And also on Twitter, we're going to be talking birds all throughout the week at Lockdown Birds, at GC24 underscore football, and at LOE. Gino, we're here, man, two days away. We've got linebacker today, and we've got the secondary tomorrow with safety and corner. I can't wait. I can't believe it, but I also am very excited to see the future of this franchise because probably three hours in, we'll find out just who this team is going to take. And I like that they shortened it 10 minutes. 15 minutes was completely absurd when they used to do that. You'd get I always remember 2016 when the Rams took like eight minutes to take Jared Goff, and they actually kind of made you sweat Uh out. I believe that was like seven hours that year too. Like it was something absolutely preposterous. And for our friends on the East coast, that's a little tough, but we'll be with you the whole time. And I can't wait. It's one of our best shows that we do every year. We had the great reaction to picking Devontae Smith last year. It's just one of the things that when you and I prepare for this show, we really take pride in it. So I'm super excited for it. And these rankings are a, a vast part of what we do in what we look forward to because even after the draft show, I usually go live on Twitter when they pick and I'm excited yeah. to see some of these linebacker names because I was going through the list, Lou. If they don't take one on day one or two, it might not even be worth taking one at all because yeah, I think it's, it's, a, uh, it's a deep drop off after the top 10. I agree. and But at the same time, Gino, I, I feel like at the top – you know, normally in past years, it felt like a waste of our time when we mm-hmm. were doing our, you know, even top five inside linebackers, or I should say off ball linebackers, even, you know, hybrid players like, a, you know, Nick Benito, we ranked as an edge or a Jesse Laquetta from Penn State. Those felt like players mm-hmm. just we were wasting time talking about because they weren't going to be on the Eagles board. Uh, but this year, I do feel like you know, like you said, the depth isn't good. And the Eagles, I think, do value linebacker at least a little more. I know the coaches do from the way they use these players in their scheme. Like, it's a lot different than what Jim Schwartz did with his defense. And if Howie Roseman truly, you know, walks the walk on top of talking the talk, he's in sync with these coaches right now and knows what they want. And I do feel like, I don't know about you, but listening to his press conferences, when he is talking about linebacker, I don't know. His tone has kind of switched up a little bit, kind of the same way it did it with running back before he took Miles Sanders in 2019. I'm not saying he's going to take Devin Lloyd in round one, but it does sound like he also recognizes maybe the shift in, you know, the way they view this position because the role has changed. 
And I just look at any of the linebackers, for example, and just seeing the need that they have elsewhere in the secondary. I'm fine with taking one of those top linebackers, but I think there's teams that probably value that position a lot more. Like, let's say we value it more now, but not to the level of certain teams. Yeah. Yeah. With Baltimore picking right before Philadelphia, that's a perfect spot for a guy like Devin Lloyd to go. And it wouldn't shock me at all because of the value that Baltimore places on their linebackers, i.e. Patrick Queen a couple years ago. Yeah. They could go turn around and do the same thing again, which leaves a team like Philadelphia who might not value that position as much, a little behind the eight ball. But I believe Howie Roseman's tone has changed vastly when talking about this position. And I think the words back up his actions as well. I mean, bringing in Kaiser White, just the potential of that move alone. 26-year-old coming off a great first four years. He really exploded onto the scene the last two. You still have a chance to add him into your linebacker room for multiple years, while at the same time having a guy like TJ Edwards, being able to rotate Hassan Riddick into some of those formations. Davian Taylor is still young. When we're talking about this group, there's potential, but at the same time, an upgrade might be the best way to go because of the talent in this class on day one and day two. I mean, you go past Devin Lloyd, you have either the Georgia guys, you could go Chad Muma if you want to, and I'm excited to see how this group falls because it might be, okay, we get the top 10 guys out before before the first 75 picks and then after that it's a steep drop off or they could just fall as a whole unit and we don't see a linebacker taken until 25 let's say this is one of the groups where i don't really know what is going to be the whole outcome of it because it really starts with the first guy in my opinion in the same with the Eagles, I don't really know what's going to come from this position with this team because, you know, we mentioned, I think they value linebacker more. I wouldn't be surprised if they took Devin Lawyer and Kobe Dean in the first round, at least compared to other years. You know, even Patrick Queen, it felt like, again, we were wasting our time that they weren't going to take that mm-hmm. kind of player. But at the same time, as you mentioned, I don't know. I mean, look, this class after those two, if you're not willing to take those guys, like, are you know, where is the cutoff for you? Like, what, when are you willing to take this position? And you do have to think about Kazir White and Davian Taylor. You know, Kazir White's coming off a career year and he is only 26 years old and he is mm-hmm. what a modern day linebacker looks like. So, yeah, he's only on a one year deal, but he could possibly get that classic Howie Roseman mid-season extension and Davian Taylor made a lot of strides last year and if he can stay healthy like those are two guys young players with a ton of upside so I I do think that you know I go back and forth with where they're going to take this position I would still probably guess day two second or third round but everything's on the table and that's different from recent years we'll get into our top 10 rankings from this position coming up next. Again, doesn't feel like a waste of time as much anymore. I think these players are in play for the birds in rounds one. You could say three. we value linebacker now on this podcast yes. and they and actually always, do like, matter. <laughs> yeah. We've always said that we want that one, 
you know, every down linebacker, yeah. we do recognize at the same time, you need more corners and linebacker, uh, I should say safeties and pass rushers. So we've always been like, get that one guy. But I do think, especially knowing this defense now, even we prioritize it a little more. Um, so we'll get into it coming up next, our top 10 linebackers. But guys, first, a shout out to one of our sponsors today. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. It's Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because I simply don't have enough time in the day to prepare the amount of healthy meals I need to get through the day. I've got a lot of jobs right now, a day job, Lockdown Eagles, Fox 43, both day and evening. The grind is real with the draft right around the corner, and I needed more energy, good feeling energy. I started relying on coffee more and caffeine, energy drinks, just not the move. So I've been on Athletic Greens now for a few months, and I really do love it. It doesn't taste healthy either. It has a mild tropical flavor that I'm really into. I look forward to drinking it every morning, getting ready for the show, writing articles, being on Twitter with you guys. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. It also supports better sleep quality and recovery support. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with all of the best things, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And guys, today's show is also sponsored by the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's Bet online. The draft is in a couple days, guys. You've got the NBA playoffs, the push for the playoffs in the NHL. The MLB season is underway. You've got soccer as well, you know, UFC, boxing, everything. Make sure you bet at betonline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments. They're your continued source for your wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and so much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Because bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Tuesday edition of Locked on Eagles. Special announcement on Thursday starting at 7 o'clock, the Locked On Podcast Network. We have our live NFL draft show from our Dallas studios. Make sure you subscribe to our Locked On NFL YouTube page and our Odyssey channel as well. You'll be able to find the video there. Gino and I will be making an appearance, I am sure, with two picks in the first round at 15 overall and 18. Gino, today we're discussing another position they could potentially take, and this time for the first time in a long time. Uh, when it comes to the off-ball linebacker position, yes, they have Kazir White. Yes, they have Davian Taylor. And maybe that means you don't take one in round one. But, Gino, at the same time, I do feel like, you know, with a one-year deal with White, you know, Taylor's injury history, TJ War- uh, Edwards' limitations, I, I do feel like they want to maybe cover themselves and not bet on all three panning out and definitely taking one of these prospects within the first three rounds. And I think Jonathan Gannon wants that more than anybody. I think he wants a reliable linebacker for his system. And when you talk about reliability, you have to be available, right? So Davian Taylor, yeah, he flashed, but 
the injury history is there. I mean, we've seen it yeah. the last couple of years. So does Jonathan Gannon want to get excited again like he was with that Milton Williams pick and say, hey, get me a linebacker. I need a guy that I can plug in the A and B gaps. I need a guy that can chase guys out to the sideline when they go on perimeter runs, when they go on screens. Eagles haven't seen that in, man, I mean, even when they had decent linebacker play like yeah. in the mid-2016 when Jim Schwartz first came here, it wasn't like they had pure athletes. It wasn't I mean, a takeover player. Like Nigel Bradham got hot yeah. down the stretch in 2017 and 2018, but even that wasn't like a guy that – a game-breaker, you know, like what Fred Warner is with uh, San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I, I think Fred Warner is probably – He's in a different evolution of what Hassan Riddick is, like more linebacker-esque, but at the same time a defensive weapon because you see him lining up all over the field, every single gap. He's able to be probably the best athlete on that defense and chase any linebacker, get through any hole, any gap. That's what I want. Like If we could yeah. trade for any player in the league, Fred Werner is probably in my top He's up five. there, man. I no, I totally player. agree. I think there are some prospects in this class that do present that upside. Let's take a look at our top 10 prospects. Uh, starting with me, Gino, like we didn't differ a whole lot here. I think most people have their top three, right? I think the top tier is mm. Devin Lloyd in some order, N'Kobe Dean and Christian Harris. I think, you know, some people have Dean over Lloyd. I like Lloyd's physical upside a little bit more, the size, the length, the downhill speed. I think N'Kobe Dean right now is more instinctive, moves better sideline to sideline. Um, but again, it's 1A, 1B with them. And then a Chris, uh, Christian Harris is just an explosive, I mean, rocket coming downhill. I mean, I really like Christian Harris. And then um, my uh, four through seven here, Wyoming linebacker Chad Muma. I really like Penn State linebacker Brandon Smith at five. Oklahoma linebacker Brian Esamoa at six. Montana linebacker Troy Anderson at seven. Uh, Kay Walker from Georgia uh, at eight. Nine is Cincinnati's. Darian Beavers, and then number 10, Wisconsin's Leo Chanel. And then um, taking a look at your top 10, a, a little bit different. Same, but in but, a different order. <laughs> yeah, it's almost identical. The only difference here is you have Leo Chanel at five. So we, we basically switched Chanel and Smith. So you have mm -hmm. Brandon Smith from Penn State at 10, and you have Wisconsin's Leo Chanel at five. And then you have Kay Walker at six and Brian Esamoa at eight, whereas I had Esamoa at six and Walker at eight. So outside of that, though, um, yeah, I, I don't think we differ a whole lot. And I think this this class has a lot of everything. Like if you want the upside prospects, the athleticism and length of a Brandon Smith or Asamoa, guys that can cover a lot of space, but maybe aren't as polished as like a Troy Anderson or a Leo Chanel, you can go that route. But again, like the Chad Mumas, the Andersons, the, you know, I would say even Kay Walker, maybe are safer players with upside. So I like this class, but like you said, after these top 10, it was kind of tough. Yeah, I, I was looking at the, the list today and going through the guys that I rank very highly. Like, even Asamoah, like, I'm fine spending a day to pick on. Like, mm -hmm. I think Darian Beavers, Brandon Smith as well. I think the top 10 are all worthy of a top 75 selection in my book. Yeah. I think all of those guys, especially the top three, I mean, you could say that you take any one of those guys, if you move back in the first round, if you trade up in day two, that's prime territory and the Eagles have been linked to a lot of these guys they met with Troy Anderson I mean yep. they have been talking to most of these guys that were at the senior bowl they are around the linebacking position we know this 
And the one thing I want to talk about here, Lou, is that you have some weird affection with Penn State players this year. I think you <laughs> a top 10 <laughs> Penn State player on every single board. I think it is true. And uh, there's a guy I like, too, that I haven't even mentioned as a tweener at the edge and linebacker spots. But Jesse Laquetta is somebody oh, yeah, I like I on day two as well. I didn't know uh, where to put Jesse, but he, he's, I didn't either, man. he's up there with both linebacker and I trust. Some of these me. players I are like tough like that. Like even Darian Beavers from Cincinnati, so much of the time was rushing mm. the pass. I was like, I don't know what to do with this guy. And uh, there's some four two hundred sixty five yeah, pounds I mean, too. That's crazy, right? You want that guy coming after the quarterback. So mm. there's a lot of chasers. I'll say this here. You know what I mean? Like Brandon Smith, mm. Asamoa, a K Walker, guys that can close in really quick. I just I don't know how polished they are. So right. I guess they do maybe fit more the the where the Eagles would be willing to take a linebacker. You know, kind of like the Davian Taylor move in 2020 in round three. Uh, who's your favorite guy from this class though, outside of like the top three? Because I think it's obvious Lloyd, Dean, and Harris are at the top. Although, I'm sorry, you do have Chad Muma at three. So that's actually your my guy in this in this group. So oh, you yeah. do have him over Harris. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like Christian Harris. Don't get me wrong. I just think the top three present almost an instinct to their game that the other guys yeah. don't. I that's think Chad Muma, Nakobe Dean, and Devin Lloyd are all very instinctual players, especially Nakobe. That one play in the national championship where they run a motion across the backfield and he's playing man and he rides that motion all the way across the field and is able to get out to the sideline and make the tackle stuff like that you have to be very instinctual where a guy like Brian Asamoah Troy Anderson yeah they're read and react players but they might not have that first step instinct which many people the anticipation it, yeah the like anticipation will yeah. kill you it'll kill you if you don't have it as a linebacker and I think we've seen that with the linebackers that we've had, Alex Singleton, TJ Edwards, like as good as TJ is, he has zero instinct. Like he's downhill, fill my gap, make a tackle, you know? Yeah. But if you were to get a guy like Nicobe Dean, man, like I could see this guy being a absolute fan favorite in Philadelphia because he's going to come out there game one, bring the energy. And right away, you know, he's going to make a game changing hit from that position and you're going to say, okay, I understand what we are missing here. I understand right. that this position is much more important than we had been talking about in the past. And the reason why yeah. you and I were always running back doesn't matter. It's because our defensive coordinator thought like that. So we thought like how Jim Schwartz thought. We said we don't need a linebacker for this scheme. Well, Mr. Jonathan Gannon, that's the cog that makes the engine go. He needs that guy in the middle to play off ball, to be able to come downhill, to be able to mug in the A and B gap like Mike Zimmer did when he was there under him in Minnesota. This draft pick, Lou, I think is going to be very indicative of what they think they can get out of the linebacking unit. Because yeah. if they take a guy early on, they believe that they have, one, a big need there, and yeah, it'll be David, telling about their belief in Taylor and White long yes. term as well. And yeah. that's another thing I wanted to say, Lou, when you talk about like the read and react type of players that are less instinctual, less polished. Like yeah. I take a Brian Asamoah to I'd say a better degree of polish than Davian Taylor currently. Yeah. But do they want to polish up that linebacker or do right. they just want that finished guy and say, hey, we missed out on Davion reaching his potential because we thought a little bit too highly of him. Maybe we stick with the top three or four guys, get that guy, and you say, okay, this guy we know is going to be available. He's going to be reliable. He's going to be polished. He can run. 
put him in the game. Then and at the maybe, same time, still has you know he might might not have as much upside, but you don't want to take like a, a TJ Edwards kind of player. So, and I don't even want to say right, like exactly. you know the more polished players like Chad Muma is that guy. I think Chad Muma is going to be a three down linebacker. Logan well, Wilson if, was you know if anybody thinks that Chad Muma isn't going to be a three down linebacker, you don't understand the linebacking position and what he is able to do. I read right. an article the other day that said that Chad Muma is going to be picked higher because he has the benefit of Logan Wilson being his exact doppelganger. And they saw the success of Logan Wilson. And Probably I not think, a uh, coincidence that they're similar players. I'm sure Wyoming has a certain view of what they like at linebacker. A hundred percent. I mean, it makes all that look at, look at Georgia, bro. A guy that's right. a lo- close to six foot a guy that can sprint his rear end off and a guy that can hit hard. I mean, Quay Walker could do the exact same thing to Kobe Dean can, but not to that extent. And that's why I really like this position now, Lou, because I think this is like when you build a defense, it should be from the inside out to an extent outside of cornerback. Right. But you build the edge. You build the interior. A big part of what happens behind them is the linebackers. And we saw the limitations that Eric Wilson and TJ Edwards brought to a scheme where you're playing more one, one and a half gaps. Yeah. to where things are going to flow past you a little bit. And, yeah, Fletcher Cox might not make the play, but you need somebody behind him that's going to be in position, that can deliver a big hit, and that can read and react and is instinctual in the pass game. I mean, we haven't even talked about the pass game, how big of a priority that is to cover tight ends, to cover well, you running you have to do it now. Or, again, you're T.J. Edwards, and you're a two-down yes. player. T.J. Edwards in the 80s or 90s is probably an every-down player for an NFL be a first-round pick, brother. <laughs> yeah, even, dude, even in the early 2000s, like the way the linebacker position, just like second-level players, safety and linebacker mm-hmm. in general, have changed over the last five, seven years, it's pretty dramatic. So, I mean, even like seven years ago, the Eagles were using a guy like D'Amico Ryans very consistently. So it, it, the position has changed. And, you know, as you mentioned, like you build a certain way inside out, you start with certain positions, but at the same time, that doesn't mean you never build at a certain spot. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the neglecting of certain spots is my issue. It's like, yes, most of the time. And back then I thought we were justified in saying, you don't take a first round linebacker, spend a ton of money on another one. You don't do what Chip Kelly did where you spend a third on Jordan Hicks. You bring in Kiko Alonso. You got Michael Kendricks and Amico. Like, no, you don't need that much at this position. Unlike the edge. Chip was ahead line, of his time, yeah. bro. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe a little bit. But you, like, you throw a lot of assets in certain spots. But that doesn't mean you never throw any at certain positions either. Like, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, if we had like a Nicobe Dean, Eagles fans would be like, whoa, yeah, this is what we're missing. I felt the same way in 2019 when they had Miles Sanders and the explosiveness at that position for the first time since LaShawn McCoy. It's like, yeah, you don't start with running back. It might be the last spot you address, but there is a certain juice there you were missing because you had never mm-hmm. really addressed it outside of Band-Aid moves. So I think it's the same with linebacker here. And they have pieces, you know, right now in-house, but – I'm not going to fault them either if they go with a prospect in round one or two, especially maybe like if only one linebacker goes on day one, Dean or Lloyd or Harris or Muma, they could slip. I mean, you never know. We'll see what happens with how these teams view the position. I think your running back analogy is pretty spot on. And it reminds me of that meme where the guy, it's a anime picture and the guy is looking at a butterfly and some people, you could say like, so this is, Oh <laughs> yeah. And we saw Miles Sanders and we go, Oh, this is a running back. And we yeah. try to say Josh Adams was a running back. I mean, he was a player that played the position. I don't necessarily know how big of a running back he was. 
I think that would be the same exact parallel if you were to bring in a Nakobe Dean and then you see the difference between TJ Edwards. You're like, oh, TJ Edwards, he was a linebacker, but then right. we have this athlete in Nakobe Dean who can clearly outrun him, clearly be more versatile. They are, in a way, safety light, if you think about it. Like all the things we talk about at safety, being able yeah. to come down, play the run, being able to track out to the numbers, to the sideline. You're doing that just at an intermediate level. In the That's why it's more important space. than running backs. You know, yeah. like you can even justify taking linebackers earlier, even more than running backs, because you're probably willing to give a big second contract to a Fred Warner type of player. And again, you only want to yes. do it probably I'd, once. I'd be position. paying Patrick Queen right now yeah. if we took him a couple of years ago. But Absolutely. even at running back, like you have the guy, and you're still like, should we pay him? Because it's that easy yep. to replicate. So it's fascinating to get into the roster building philosophies, especially at these positions. Uh, Gino will wrap up the show coming up next. We'll talk about a couple of our favorite later prospects here at linebacker potentially for the eagles i'd say around that third round that 83rd and 101st pick on day two so that's coming up next right here on lockdown eagles but before we do that make sure you have your car all tuned up so you can go to your local establishment on thursday night sit down enjoy the nfl draft or the lockdown eagles draft show but the only way you could do that is if your car is in 100 order and how do you do that you go to rockauto.com rock auto they've been around forever but one of the great sponsors of the lockdown podcast network save time and money using rock auto all you got to do is go to rockauto.com on your computer type it in on your keyboard go in there search what kind of car you have and then you're going to save 30 50 even 100 percent more we know how expensive gas is currently don't make the rest of the additions to your car cost more money. Put that money into your pump. Put it back into your draft party on Thursday night. Make sure you got your appetizers. Make sure you got your pizza ordered and ready. It's going to be a big day in the service industry. And, hey, if somebody's delivering you a pizza, I hope they checked it out at rockauto.com. If they had a flat tire, if they need a new carpet in their car, they needed some jumper cables, brake parts, tail lamps, literally anything that you can get you could get at rockauto.com. Go there today, right in their How Did You Hear About Us box, right locked on, so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, wrapping up this Tuesday edition of the show, ranking our linebackers 1 through 10. Let's take a look at what we did again. Uh, the top three for me, Devin Lloyd, N'Kobe Dean, and Christian Harris, followed by Chad Muma from Wyoming, Penn State's Brandon Smith, Oklahoma's Brian Asamoa, and then seven through 10, it was Troy Anderson, Kay Walker, Darian Beavers, and Leo Chanel. With Gino, not a whole lot of differences. He did have Chad Muma at number three over Christian Harris, who falls in at four. And then we switched out here. Brandon Smith was at 10 for him, and Leo Chanel was at five from Wisconsin. And then he had Kay Walker from Georgia at six, as opposed to eight for me with Oklahoma's Brian Asimo at eight. And then at seven, it was Troy Anderson from Montana and Darian Beavers rounds it out at nine from Cincinnati. Uh, Gino, of those players I mentioned down at the bottom, do you have a favorite guy for the Eagles potentially in like round three, if they were going to do the Davian Taylor move again, and again, consistently not take this position in the top two rounds. Like if they do that <laughs> yeah, again, right. like who's, who's your guy? I think you kind of can look at, all four of those guys and you're going to get a different type of play out of all yeah. of them. Like Troy Anderson, I think is a 
more polished linebacker than a guy like Brian Azamoa, but they do a lot of the same things. They're both very good athletes. They both can get out to the sideline. They both can lay the lumber coming downhill. Then you look at Darian Beavers, who's this just athletic freak and this unicorn at the position, almost like a Zayvon Collins coming out of Tulsa last year. And then Brandon Smith, long, lanky, can put some size onto his frame. It's really all about what you like at this position. Do the Eagles say, I would say right now, Lou, like Davian Taylor is the midpoint. Like, are we going to get below Davian Taylor? Yes. If so, don't make that selection. But if we believe we can upgrade over Davian, if we can find a more polished player, somebody sure. who's maybe had better production in college, somebody who has a higher ceiling athletically, even though Davian is a hell of a track athlete, maybe, just maybe, they have three legitimately athletic linebackers, even if they take guys outside of the top first and second round. Because I see Brandon Smith, Asamoah, Troy Anderson, Kay Walker, even Darian Beavers at his side is an athlete. These guys over anything at the linebacker position now, and I really think you go back to the uh, Devin Bush, Devin White draft, that yeah. to me is when it really changed. Like get an athlete first, then figure out if he can play linebacker. Which is why I understood the Davian Taylor pick, even if it doesn't work out, you know, like I would do that again. And if yeah, you want to try 100%. that again and do Brandon Smith or Brian Asamoah or Kay Walker from Georgia, I a hundred percent get it. I'm kind of a fence sitter with linebacker as opposed to safety and corner. I'm pretty, you know, sunk in with, you better take at least one of those positions in the first two rounds, or I'm going to be pissed. Whereas linebacker, I don't know. I could see both sides because I do like Kazir White and Davian Taylor. And I think that potentially at least one of those guys could be that every down linebacker. So you have two players already potentially that can fit that mold. But I also understand, like you mentioned, you know, you have the upside of Davian Taylor, but let's say we can still get that and it's a safer player. And we think that yes. this guy is going to project better. We think he's going to become Davian Taylor probably with a better chance than Davian Taylor himself. So I kind of understand both sides. And um, I think that'll probably work out with how their philosophy is too. And I think you'll probably see them take that position probably round two or three. I think they're going to go with the spot though, with one of those top five picks and if it is round one, I wouldn't be surprised compared to recent years, but I still think, Gino, it's probably more of a day two projection. Yeah, gone are the days just a few months ago where we talking about linebacker in the first round consistently when we had three first round picks. Now it's very indicative with everything that we're hearing. Uh, Derek Gunn said yesterday that they're prioritizing wide receiver and edge rusher in this class. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, makes all the sense of the world of philosophically what they have done. But at the same time, your defensive coordinator, who now, since Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon have come in, I think there's been more cohesion between the coaching staff and the front office. Does Howie Roseman do right by his defensive coordinator and find him a key piece to his defense early on, even if on offense they want a player? If it came down to it, Lou, I think they still go with wide receiver or edge rusher in the first round. Yeah, no, I but agree. Pick 51, maybe a trade up from there a little bit is exactly the territory you want to pounce. Like Chad Muma, yeah. if he's selected within the first five picks of day two, it wouldn't shock me at all. Same with a guy like Azamoa, who could be picked a couple picks past that. Troy Anderson, all the speak is that he's not going to make it out in the second round. So if you want a linebacker, you can't wait around. You have to prioritize it because the rest of the league 
Howie Roseman, they've caught up to you and they've surpassed you in that department. And I think he realizes that now. And I think you and I on this show, we finally are a running backs do matter to a very big extent, especially in a Jonathan Gannon scheme. I'm excited to see. What did I say? Running Running back? back. Oh yeah, you got it in my everybody head. Everybody in their head is running backs don't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's now it's linebackers matter, and and really so because you're gonna see what linebackers can do if you have them on the field. Because I go back to the early 2000s to a different extent. I mean, when you had Jeremiah Trotter and all those guys at that linebacker position, yeah, you couldn't run against this team. You couldn't pass against this team. I just and, want that level two player, man. It's yeah, and it can be safety too if it's if that means Lewis Seen or Jaquan Brisker too. Just with, yeah, it, with kill, one of those top kill two birds with one, one stone with Lewis Seen and yeah, and get so it doesn't have to be linebacker. Yeah. And I would prefer it to be a safety, as do you. But um, no matter what, hopefully one of those positions is addressed with uh, one of those top three picks. We'll see. we got a couple days until the first round. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We've got safety and corner rankings tomorrow. And then the live show is starting Thursday at 6.30 with the NFL draft kicking off at 7.30. I'd imagine the Eagles have picked 15 and 18. I don't know. Last year, I think it was like 10-15 I saw was when the Eagles were on the clock. So bear with us for four hours, but we've got you covered all throughout the night. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find the live feed there. Also, it's going to be on Twitter at LockdownBirds, and we're always talking birds with our private accounts as well at DBLOE and at GC24 underscore football. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Thanks for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure your second listen is Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker as they get you ready for the draft as well. It's free and available on all podcast platforms. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.